I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Science. I'm Joe Hawk. I'm Stan Zurich. And I'm Ed Mac Daddy Mac Ray. All right, everybody. As we know, uh, today's a very solemn, somber day um, in the world. In uh, you know, September 11th, it's our 15th anniversary. And uh, I'm going to read everybody a poem on the air. And I understand it's paranormal science, but this all comes from you know all of our hearts here uh, on paranormal science. And, and it, I think it just needs to be needs to be said. And uh, just kind of listen to the words, and we're going to have a couple a uh, little moment of silence. Of all the creatures that live on God's green earth, all that spawn, lay eggs, and give birth, from the human, the lion, and the tiger, and even the bear, there's only one thing that all God's creatures share. They all move away from the sound of the gun. There is but one that will move towards and not run. That one singular creature that wears a human face. He brings both misery and joy to the human race. So who is the one that goes towards the sound of the gun when all other creatures, man and beast, turn and run? It is the warrior. That's who. The warrior is like no other creature. No, no other creature on this great earth bears that feature. Thank you all for letting me share that with you. Um, it's 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 just it's just 15 years, and I remember like it was yesterday, and, and it's just um, it, it touches hearts. I lost I lost some you know I lost some friends during that, and uh, I'll tell you I, I know we've all been touched, and, and the world has changed since then. But um, the one good thing is is that uh, 
It hasn't brought us down. We're back. We're better. New York built. We're here. You know, uh, we have, I mean, you know, Somerset, uh, Somerset County, PA, Washington, D.C. We've all overcome and we're still here. And, 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 and if anybody listened to those words that we said here and, and, and you know, coming from a, a third generation law enforcer, you know, it's, it's, it's in my blood. Uh, Ed, you as well, oh, a law enforcement yeah. officer. Made us stronger, um, if anything. That you know, Stan you know you being an EMS and that mm-hmm. and we've all lost you know friends throughout the time and this right. and that and, and uh, that was just one heck of a day and then and just the truth is so so great in that poem is the fact that you know these people are a cut above the rest and, and, I, and I have to say that my you know my heart it goes out to their families to the victims um, you know and, and even the survivors I was watching all the specials and stuff and you know you're watching the survivors they had the survivors guilt and you know and, and I, I can't even imagine but, um, you know, it brings back some of the feelings of that day. Oh, sure. You I was getting choked that. up reading, the, reading it. I, just, I, I can know, tell you. Yeah. And I'll never forget what I was doing that day. Oh, I remember exactly where I was. Clear as a bell. Yeah. It was that, you know, moving and tragic and everything all at once. Where, where were you? Do you remember? I was actually on Interstate 80. I was bringing a car. Well, one of the other guys back from work, we dropped the car off at Hazleton and my wife called me from work. She was working at the facility, and uh, at first, the way it sounded, it was like an amateur plane had hit the building. Right. And that, at least that's what I took it up because, you know, the news was sketchy, the reports coming in and everything. Right. That by the time I got back to the station, that's when we knew something was really gone. Actually, before I even got the door, they were saying everybody had to return, you know, something big was going on. And, and I'll just never, the day alone, I remember how clear the sky was that day. It was a, a beautiful day for such a horrible horrific act to take place absolutely but i'll I'll never forget it stan i was uh, standing on the corner by sacred heart church in dupont my kids had just gone in through their i dropped them off every morning right they had just gone in for their classes and a good friend of mine jerry dahlman Mm. his son had come down to get on the bus he brought him down right so me and him were just standing on the corner chatting away like just friends just talking and we found out what happened yeah it's um I'll tell you what, I, I was... I was uh, going to ask, where were you at, and what were you doing? Yeah, I was, uh, thank you. I, I was actually, uh, I was in the police academy, um, and we were, uh, at the time, there was president and vice president of the classes. Now they have, mm-hmm. you know, captain commanders, whatever, but, you know, so I was vice president of the class, and I remember waiting, and uh, they got word, uh, I can't remember who the instructor was, but I remember... They, 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 they dismissed us out of class and said, you know, go go do something for now. Like, I guess they were trying to find out what was going on. Get all the details. And uh, I remember uh, we're sitting there, and then we went down to the, um, there's like a little rec room, rec area, and uh, the class is pretty much watching it. And and at the time, no one knew. Like you said, you know, everything was just so sketchy. But the thing is, we had it right there live on TV for us. Mm-hmm. So they're saying about how, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it was it, they're pretty sure it was a commercial airliner. That's what it's, you know, first reports, this and that. And everything's coming in. And we actually watched the live footage of the second airplane go in. And right then and there, just the feeling that 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 came over me. Like, you knew. It, it wasn't even said at that point, mm-hmm. but there was just no way. Like, I still get emotional thinking about it. There was just no way Goose that that was two accidents at right. once. Right. There, no, there was not a coincidence. So, uh, we didn't know out. it was, quote-unquote, terrorism at the time. No. But um, we definitely knew something wasn't right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, they called us back. They dismissed us. And, of course, you know, everybody was just kind of in panic. I remember my dad was actually in New Jersey when it happened. He was driving a truck at the time. My mom was home. Trying and, to get uh, home was probably yeah, horrific for him. He knew he couldn't. So he just kind of, you know, dad... Of course, being the military background and stuff, he kind of called himself out, and uh, you know, I guess the truck, quote unquote, broke down at that point, and Dad mm-hmm. just kind of hunkered down where he had to, and that was it, you know. But um, 
it was just, uh, it, it was surreal. It was surreal. And uh, I remember the night before, I was riding around with my buddy Steve, and um, we were commenting on how the moon looked. It looked so huge the night before on September mm-hmm. 10th. It looked so big and so close to the to, to the earth. We were, I, I'll never forget it. We were commenting on it. Like, wow, it just yeah. looks, it's so, so I don't know if that was almost like a, a preamble of like, you know, because I mean, you know, it, again, you know, as we're in the paranormal field and, and, you know, I look at that and I think to myself, like, I remember that was so abnormal to see that moon. It just seems so close, so big, mm-hmm. so white, so bright. And, um, like you said, Ed, it was actually, you know, unfortunately, you know, a beautiful day. That, it that, was. That, well, you, you, know, it you know what does, I remember a lot about that day. You said it was a beautiful day, blue sky, everything. Mm-hmm. Right after it happened, no planes in the air. So I lived quiet. near the airport. It was no, silent. No. There was no comm trails. Nothing. Mm-hmm. The only thing you'd hear every now and then was a, maybe a military aircraft scrambling. Yep. I remember that. Was, that. that was I remember hearing a fighter jets yep. once in a while. And, that was uh, it. But I'll tell you what, and you're right, Stan, and, and how long was the no-fly on for, what, a few weeks after? And oh, I remember, like... Yeah. The, it was a while. Right, and the thing the thing that you hear, the silence, because we just get so... We get so used to it. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's just auditory exclusion, auditory exclusion. We hear it all the time, so we kind of... when it's missing. It. When it's missing, you realize, wow, how tranquil it could be. Mm-hmm. I remember at one point, even the trains had stopped. They, they, they stopped everything. And, you know, of course, I live between the two tracks and that. Oh. And, and for, for, for once in my, you know, however old I was at the time, we'll be talking 15 years ago, so, you know, we're looking at... Um, what, 25, 26, or it was. And um, I, I look at that and I think to myself, like, wow. Like, I, I never remember being this quiet. No air traffic, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, no train going by. Mm-hmm. And it's just like everybody was just in such a, a standstill. A standstill, Every, yeah. yeah. Well, just, my wife uh, and I were talking about cell phones. I mean, they, cell phones were nothing what they are like this day. I mean, with the Android apps and everything, they were basic cell phones. I remember I'd be trying to call home. And all circuits are busy. All circuits are busy. It mm-hmm. was crazy. Now, I stationed up in the Poconos, so I was fairly close. But the towers, it was almost impossible to make a cellular telephone call. And it, it was just the highways coming westbound were just an eerie quietness. It was almost like it was a midnight shift, but it was the middle of the day. Right. Eastbound, on the other, it, it was cars yeah. everywhere trying to get there. And the people that I had encounters with, with the, that law enforcement, EMS, fire, news reporters, trying to get to the, the side of Delaware Water Gap. Right. It, it was just, I'll never forget it. it. It was, it burns. And like you were saying, the moon night the night before. I I cannot remember what I was doing the night before. I really can. I was on a double back, obviously. Right. So I was working. Right. But uh, the stuff that burned in your memory that, we'll never forget this. It was such a tragic horrific event and I mean just look at two years ago when we went to New York City right. and we went down to the memorial. When you walk on those grounds. It's hollowed ground. It is There's just. There's no doubt. It's just this eerie, calm, mm-hmm. hollowed ground like you said. It's it's just no doubt. you can feel it when you're there. Exactly. I, mean, I tell people to go visit that memorial just because of that. And I'll tell you what I, I refuse, refuse to mention the, the terrorist names because that just gives them power in their lanes and I refuse to do that but I'll tell you what I'll mention I'll mention Todd Beamer I'll, I'll mention I'll mention all the heroic you know FNDY and, and NYPD and Trans Authority and every other you know EMS fire and and, and, and you know emergency services including U.S. Marshal I mean everybody was there a friend of mine you know, uh, Aaron I, I don't even know if I can say his last name but a friend of mine Aaron was there uh, you know during, during the incident he was black ops and stuff and these guys were involved they were there and um, just to to hear him tell the story Stories, you know, and he's a good friend of mine. He's out in Louisiana. If he's listening, I'd love for him to call in. And uh, but just to tell the stories about what they saw and and, and, well, and how people, you know, we all kind of look at, uh, you know, everybody always has, you know, becomes cynical. Life makes you cynical sometimes. But 
in a time of need like that, how America came together and just helped each other, mm-hmm. you know, from all mm-hmm. over, not just New York. I right. mean, they, they were they were turning volunteers away, which is just phenomenal, in my opinion. Just mm-hmm. absolutely awesome. The thing is, too, that a lot of people don't think about it. All these volunteers that went there that actually helped, right. a large percent of them had cancer, and they're the unsung the heroes, unsung heroes right. those that, that may have died indirectly from this yep. right same thing with most of the search and rescue dogs I, I think I was almost all of them are dead I was going to bring that up some um, type of cancer or some type of illness I mean, uh, that was from the construction materials they it was just believe well they're not sure I mean it could have yeah. been anything I mean you know it could have been you know asbestos in the air mm-hmm. it could have been the jet fuel it could have been something they had on board no one still knows I mean that, that's still unfortunately on one of the things right. well, I mean when that came down it just pulverized everything so whatever was well, there it was just so dust and, and not only it. that not for nothing and, and not to get you know you know horrific but I mean we're, we're human. We get cremated. I mean, you're looking at 16,000 degree fires. I mean, to melt and burn and, and, and you know, and, oh and, God, and, yeah. and distort steel. I mean, what do you think that happened to the mm-hmm. body? We, they were just, that was it. It was Vaporized. just, that's it, you know? And um, it's just, it's a shame. And, uh, you know, I want to, you know, and, and God bless my heart goes out to, to any and all that, that had any family members or, or any friends or anything that lost. I, I know I did. And I remember, um, you know, all of Truck <laughs> Rescue 1, um, Truck 4, uh, ESU. And I knew a couple of those guys. And uh, a friend of mine actually has a picture of the guy from ESU, Truck 4, uh, Johnny. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he's actually waving to him out the window. Little did he know that's the last time he'd ever see him. So yeah. it's like that's a moment of time capture. You hear those stories there. You know, it's just it's, it's so surreal. It really is. Now, my wife lost her cousin. She was in one of the towers that day. I never had the opportunity to meet her. Um, but, yeah, she was down when we were at the memorial. Her name is in, in the, the stone there engraved and everything. And, uh, it's just you bring it home like I've never met the woman but you know my wife did obviously it was her cousin right. but I mean it touched home there especially for my wife and I'll tell you if, if anybody has any, any stories they'd like, like to share we're more than willing to hear tonight we're open uh, you know, of course we're going to get started talking about some some stuff that uh, Stan brought here to to talk about that but uh, I just wanted to say you know God bless everybody our thoughts and prayers are with everyone and, oh, and uh, God bless America you know while we're on that note I remember last year when we were up at Genesee that yes. one gentleman we worked we went ended up speaking with that actually worked in the basement of the t- right tower one yeah and he was there doing some electrical work i think it was yep. and he was getting some uh, i guess he was an amateur you know medium mm-hmm. and he was getting all different types of energy and everything and i mean you could see the emotion in him yep. he did not even want to repeat what he was feeling and coming through to mm-hmm. him in that basement area i mean and you could tell it wasn't made up it was right. it was real um i don't know his true capabilities i don't think he really told us just right. that he was like an amateur at it right but, I mean, that must have been uh, hard for him working in there. He's with the union electricians. I remember that. And, uh, you know, he, now he was, now mind you, just so everybody's aware that he came in actually after to help rebuild. So he wasn't technically working there prior to. Okay, that's what that, I was going to yes, ask. Exactly. Yeah. I was yeah. going to ask yeah. about no, that. No, 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 that's no, what yeah. is, no, during he, the restoration. This is during the restoration. They, they brought uh, his his team or whatever went in, his company. I don't remember even who we worked for, no. to be honest with you. Um, but he, he just said, like, you know, I can't imagine the emotion he went through. Because if he was sensitive like that, um, especially at that time, it was everything was just so fresh. I mean, you know, we mm-hmm. always talk about, and, and I'll relate to Gettysburg. You know, traumatic mm-hmm. events in Gettysburg. You know, that was a war, of course, but we all talk about the traumatic life. They, these people, the, I mean, oh man, they I just went to. They, they went most of them just went to work. Whether they're on the, the, you know, and, and I say victim as in those that worked in the towers, or whether on the emergency service side, they just went to work. That Rushing day. in to do their yeah, job to yeah, save they, these people. They just went to work, and um, the, the hor- horrible, absolutely horrible. But um, enough of that. Anybody wants to call in, we just want to honor them. Uh, they definitely deserve that. And uh, we, we just had to, especially on, uh, on this day. God bless. 
So we're actually going to take a break. When we come back, uh, Sam will talk about the uh, little bit of uh, stuff that you brought in. Okay. Today. All right. All right. We'll be back. Hey, it's Mark Kyes from Paranormal Science. Did you ever get that feeling like you have a thousand demons tearing at your back? You know the pain. Are you uncomfortable in your own body, like you're possessed with somebody else's torment and suffering? You don't need an exorcist. You need chiropractics. Dedicated to providing the best chiropractic and rehabilitative care possible, chiropractics will get you back into the body you remember. Chiropractics, 569 Pier Street, Kingston, PA. Check them out on the web, getchiropractics.com, T-I-X on the end, or call 570-288-5800 and get back to living. Welcome back, Paranormal Science. We actually got a call while we're on break. We'll take that first. Uh, Mike from Wilkes-Barre. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hello, Mike. Hello, Mike. Mike, you there? Hello? All right, well, we're going to have to... Lost Mike there. Mike, Mike, uh, if you're still listening, somehow we must have lost you, so uh, give a call back. Sorry about that. All right, uh... So Stan, what, what uh, Stan, Stan was doing a little uh, does a little research. research yeah, it seems like here. that's my job. I always do the that's, research. That's here. good. Got to do an awesome give job. Give some to Ed here to do next that's, time. That's right. That's I'm right. here for moral support. <laughs> 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 All right, I got two things. We're gonna start off with one. Wessie sheds her skin. Maine's giant snake reappears. Wessie's oh, heard you know that what? one. And that's was the, that the one, one that Bill, Bill Brock, Brock just did a TV show on that one. Yeah, I was going to say, Bill Brock. And, and, of course, if you want to see him, he'll be at East Coast Paris on September week. 24th. That's, that's right. That's right. Bill will be there. Yeah, and he'll be talking probably about uh, West Sea, too. Mm-hmm. Tickets are still available on the East Coast Paracon website as well. <laughs> yes, they are. Well, uh, our little public service announcer over there. I love it. <laughs> I have to interject. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, this big snake, apparently, uh, it's, it's like our Sherman. Everybody s- says they see it. There's no information. There's no thing that anybody can say it's there. Nobody had pictures of this thing. All of a sudden, the 20-some-foot skin shows up right. where this thing shed. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, 20-some feet. Does somebody some, have this skin? Do they take uh, it? I guess they did. I'm not sure who took it, but I'm sure they somebody did. It's got to be immense in size. It's got, you know. I mean, 20 feet. That's that's a big. I mean, anacondas and I own that. They get big in that. but They do. That's got to be. I just seeing the shed for that. Right. Exactly. I don't. You imagine. I, I mean, what does this thing eat? Apparently, anything it wants. I guess a twenty could. foot. I mean, you grab a deer. You know, grab the, any, you know. Well, I mean, well, most reptiles. I mean, when he does, right, he grabs a deer. But by the time he digests it and stuff, that's probably like a good week and a half. So they don't feed too often. But I'm when assuming. they do, but, they need something. But a twenty footer's got to feed on something pretty, <laughs> pretty big, especially well, for that size. I mean, geez. well, I mean, that goes I to like I just said. Now we've got Sherman here. They've got Nessie over in Scotland, mm-hmm. right? Right. These are things people keep saying. Oh, they don't exist. Well, they're saying this thing didn't exist now. And they're the finding the shed from it. Yeah. Well, uh, what, what do we always say? Even as far as even we have the Bigfoot guys on this and that, everybody's like, well, you never found a skeleton. You didn't find this. Well, how many bear skeletons did you find in the woods? Right. I mean, I mean, you're right. There's always something that, that we don't know about. Let's be honest. We, we can't. There, there's just, we're just too populated and too, too big to know. Well, look how many species in the ocean they're saying, oh, it's distinct a million years. And wait, we found one. Exactly. Well, getting out to the ocean, like you're saying, the, what do they call it? The Kraken. Right. The old wooden ships used to say that the Kraken would come up and get you. Kraken. Right. They drew all these pictures of this giant octopus thing coming up. Yeah. 
They're finding out they exist. A giant octopus. They yeah. do come up. Did, did you see that can? one special? It actually had a huge suction cup on the side of the boat. Did you see that? Oh, no. Uh-uh. The, oh, yeah. It had the damage of the huge... It, it, it literally was like... I can't remember. I think bigger than a dinner plate or whatever. It was huge. Wow. On the side of the boat. Just... That's it. They're, these things do exist. You, should, you can't see them all the time. It's not like they're presenting themselves for a photo shot, you know? <laughs> exactly. You don't I mean, actually... Um, I think we have uh, Mike back on the line here. Yeah, uh, sorry, guys. I had... Uh, phone difficulty there. That's all right. Welcome yeah. to the show, Mike. Well, I have a, a terrible premonition about New York a long, long time ago. Uh, I was working. I was in the Teamsters Union. Had to stay late loading trucks and everything. Other guys with seniority would vacate, and I'd be there. So anyway, on the way home after working like 11 hours, this is before the DUI laws and everything, too. You could stop at the local pub and catch two or three beers before you come home, you know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, the bar is only like down uh, half a block from the house, and I come home and I greet my mother. My mother was always watching TV, and she was fascinated with New York and New Jersey about the Channel 11, Channel 5, Channel 9, remember the old cable channels? Right, picks, And picks. Uh, yeah, she was right. about all the, like, the, the crime and everything in New York, all the crazy people, the squeegees, this and that. You know, it was really getting bad there before Giuliani cleaned it up. So anyway, Bishop O'Connor left this area. Oh, wow, that's a name we haven't heard in a while. Wow, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he went out to what, St. Pat's Cathedral there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You remember all the weirdos right. were chastising him the first day he went out there? So anyway, it was the same day I come home, and it was in a winter day. It was like January or February. It's a long time ago. And my mother says, come here, Michael. Look, look, watch TV. Look at, look at the Bishop O'Connor left the area. He's out there. Look, look what, how they're, they're giving it to him already. Not even one or two days he's out there. And I looked at the TV, and I told his mother, I says, mark my words. I was honest to God. I said, someday terrorists are going to come over and destroy half of New York City. Wow. And uh, well, Mike, she remembers when that happened. She says, I remember you telling me that. Mike, what made you think that? Was that just something that popped in your head? Or did you have like, some it, type it of... Just, I looked at the TV, and I just looked, and I just said it. But so, anyway... So it was uh, just spontaneous Michaels are, like, with me, I was born the day before the Knox disaster, and when the flood hit in uh, 72, um, Michael Riley was born. That was the, the, the baby day of the air... air yeah, with the helicopter out of Nesbitt Hospital. And uh, when this happened, uh, the same day, there was another Michael born by the name of, uh, the mother was Jeannie Cantelli over in Wyoming, and uh, she named him Michael. Okay. It's something, huh? It is. It, it, it really is, you know? It's just, uh, I just, I, I feel terrible about saying something like but it did, it's just... It popped in my head, and I said it, you know. And well, it's one of those unexplained things that just, right. it's just pop out like that. It's, it's unbelievable, like, you know, like... Well, we, t- we talk about that all the time. It's like, it's, it's yeah. sputtering utterances. You know, you, it, it comes into your head, and you just kind of have to say But you say about it, prophecy, you know? and like, years, like from even from ancient millennia, years ago, like the prophets and stuff like that, how, you know, they would... Somebody has to be guiding somebody to say something like that, you know, like... To, to say something like that. That's my opinion anyway. Well, I, I agree. I mean, you wonder just, where, I mean, where do these thoughts come from, especially so many years before? I mean, well, why yep. would, you know, terrorism wasn't even remotely... But I remember I walked in the house, she had a big pot of cabbage and bean soup made for lunch. <laughs> and I come in, and uh, I was up in Mayfield at the time. Uh, I took my break with my company truck, and I was washing it. And uh, when I come home for lunch that day, but she says, I remember you telling me that. 
Wow. You know, that's, that's you know, I just, I, I just thought, you know, well, I'm getting older, too. If I die off and you don't tell people these stories, nobody's ever going to hear them, you know? Hey, that's that's all right. That's what, that's what we're here for, man. You know, I, 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 I love you sharing the stories. I appreciate that. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even step on a, a grasshopper on the sidewalk. That's how I'm just meek and mild. I never would wish anything bad on nobody, you no, know? It's like deja vu. Same right. thing. Yep. So, Deja vu, but years out. Right. right. Exactly. Oh, okay, guys. All right. Hey, Mike, thanks for sharing. Thanks man. for calling. We appreciate in, that. Right. Thanks for Thank calling. Thank you. Mike. I always like to hear people's personal stories mm-hmm. like that. And, and like Mike said, you know, if you don't, you know, if you look at anything, people are going to look at you differently because you shared something, this and that. Hey, you know what? We've all had, I'm sure, instances that we just can't explain. Mm-hmm. You know, even if we don't believe in the paranormal, uh, there's nobody out there that's going to tell me that they didn't Consider have. the imagery before, during, and after that that was released. Oh, that's just, exactly, Stan. Absolutely. Wow. I mean, people that even had mild, you know, right. intuitions about anything, the energy that was there just pushed them over the edge. It was they, like the um, antennas went up. That's it. Well, yeah. and, and you think about that, like you said, anything tra- you know, like we said earlier, anything traumatic like that. I mean, and 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 the trauma that was. I mean, look at how many individuals, all those lives were lost at once, mm-hmm. literally. I mean, I mean, I mean, granted, there was probably some over days, this and that, but the majority was lost during the within falls. Seconds. Says, yeah. Right. So all that energy was displaced within seconds, like mm-hmm. you said, within seconds. That's just that's. Uh, it's amazing. And these it's, people. It goes back to Gettysburg, where we have all the hauntings, all the right. ghosts. I'm I'm waiting to see what shows up there, only because these people didn't even realize they were killed. Right. And how long ago was that? 101 years. Uh, Gettysburg, right, yeah. 153, 154. This is 15 years later. Right. I mean, just try to put that into perspective. I mean, the amount of lives that were lost there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not promoting to go down there and do anything. No, no, no. No, no, no. I had to throw that out there. Yeah, absolutely. That's just, you know. But I just, you know, you're right, Stan. I just wonder. I truly wonder. It's then you, you said it the energy there alone, all at one time, it's unfathomable. But um, get, getting getting back to uh, Wessie now, didn't didn't uh, when Bill Brock? I, I know he was streaming live there for a little bit on on, on mm-hmm. Facebook. Did he? He actually like there was a huge splash or something, right? I remember watching the one. They thought right. they found. Did it, you right. see that right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they've also got reports from police officers. The one police officer put in his report that he watched a large snake, a large black-colored snake, right. eating a beaver. Huh. Now, beavers are pretty good. They go 45, 55 pounds. Right. Right? And right. there was this large snake devouring the thing. Wow. Just, just a beaver and one devour. I can't imagine that. You know what I mean? Because like, beavers are pretty thick. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. uh, you know, well, of course, I mean, I guess, I don't know if it's, uh, God, 20, 20 I still it's once that coil around. I don't think it has a chance once it coils. No, and right. They're so strong, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's my assumption anyway. It's, mm-hmm. it's a constrictor snake. I'm yeah. assuming, right? right. It's, it's. I mean, I mean, I guess it's not really saying what kind of snake it is at all. Well, sure, because they've never seen it. They don't know what it is. Right. Something that size. I'm. I'm assuming, right? It's not your run of the mill little black snake in the backyard, right? No. Or even if it was venomous, that's that one heck of venom. I mean, it probably is a coil mm-hmm. snake. Yeah. Or a constrictor. I mean. Constrictor. Yeah. 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 I would not want to be within its coils, though. That's for darn oh, sure. Oh, that's just it. I mean, now, that, that poor beaver, and when it was constricting it, I, I mean, I can't even imagine that. I mean, this surprised me because I'm all, I talked to my sister a lot about snakes down in Florida because they have a problem with the different types of boas. They, they have boas some that are non-native that, that exactly. have been introduced in the ecosystem. And they've reproduced in oh, the ecosystem. God. And it's like, making and that's dangerous. crazy. Mm-hmm. Dangerous. Because they've got the perfect environment down there, and they have no mm. enemies, nothing to devour them. I actually, and I actually had the chance and opportunity to work with an environmentalist that used to go down there to help try to get these out of there. Oh, really? But you can't. And these snakes, they because they're wild, people release them and they're breeding out there. 
they're just nasty and they're big. And that one time they had that freeze come through. Right. And the freeze did eradicate a small portion mm-hmm. because of the temperature drop when it was down there in Florida. But these people, when they do that, they, they shouldn't have these animals. They're letting them go in the wild. They're reproducing with other ones. And now you're getting all these different species that have no business being in Florida. Well, that, well these, and these I things have been seen eating alligators. See, yeah. people think, right, right. So you tell me. And people think, oh, that, that's harsh to say and this and that. But everything belongs to a certain place. When you start displacing that, like you said, we, we, they don't have the, the, for to attack an alligator, I mean, obviously the food source is not there. It didn't belong there. It's not mm-hmm. naturally put there. So if it eradicated some, then by all means, good, because you know what? I won't want my child or, or, or my, you know, my pet or, right. you know, especially my child outside. And if it's killing and eating alligators, alligators, what could do to a small child? Do, yeah, what's it going to do to your toddler, well, God forbid? Yeah. I mean, you think about it. People are letting these things go in the woods. They yep. I mean, they'll have a pet and all of a sudden it's eight foot, 10 foot long. It's too large for them to take care they of. They don't know yeah. what to do with it. So, right, exactly. They turn it loose. And what frightens me is that if there's one living up in Maine, there could very well be one living right here. Hey, if, right. They, if they could hunker sure, down, I mean, find warmth for the winter. If they could survive for the winter. That's it. The biggest thing to survive in the winter. Didn't mm-hmm. they have somewhere actually up here where there was an alligator living in, in a pond locally? Somebody turned one free? Was it? Yeah, I remember something, but I don't think it made it through the winter. I think it was just... Like, I'm not oh, sure, but I know there, there was one uh, oh, there was resident... A- there was piranhas over in Duryea in the swamps. Pennsylvania alligator, Pennsylvania, uh, you know, piranhas. So where are they at? They were over in what, uh, Southeast Asia or wherever? Mm, yeah. I mean, but it, they were in there. In the water, on this continent. This water was just warm enough because it's mine water. Yep. Now, did they make it through oh, the winter, do you know? Right. 56 degrees, constant yeah. temperature coming out of the mines. Yeah. yeah. That's true. If a snake went down in there, it could ball up for the winter. Oh, man, that's scary even thought about it. Mm-hmm. Jeez, I fished over in the swamps. That would be one heck of a thing. Oh, I got a bass on, pull out a red belly piranha chewing at your fingers, you know? Ooh, yeah, <sighs> you don't need that. Anyway, back to snakes. There's also stories of snakes down in, believe it or not, they have snakes in Gettysburg. I believe who that. Would have, who would have thought yeah, that? I believe that, yeah. sure. Big snakes, big black snakes, eight, ten foot long. Oh, black racers? Big black mean snakes down oh, there. Well, in I lived in Maryland. They were huge, too. My God, you see them crossing the road. to be halfway and three-quarters across the road. Yeah, and Devil's Den right. is a prime location for them, which sure, makes, a lot, makes a lot of that sense. That whole field, the whole area is all stone. It's all rock. Right, it's all rock. It's, it's all, all stone. Little crevices they can get down in. Is they rattlesnake I, down that way or no? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't well, know. I'm going to read. Now, here's an article that comes from September 1881. It's called Famous Snake. It was when I did my information. This was part of it. In September 1881, the shy black snake of Round Top was seen by Hiram Warren, who states that it's length to be 15 foot. Wow. Right? For over a quarter of a century, this reptile has been known to reside in the neighborhood. Rattlesnakes having as many as 16 rattles are found along the, along, among the younger rattles. ones. Yep. Wow, so there must be down that way, Rattlesnake. Yeah, well, I'm sure there is. It's rattle, you know, Rattlesnake country. Right. In August 1876, a turtle was found near Round Top. I believe that. IP 1825. Now, turtles can live 100 years plus. Oh, yeah. Right? I see them crossing the road. Those, what are they, wood dark yeah. turtles or whatever they are? And then it goes on to say, locusts visit the county in 1834, 1851, 1868, making their headquarters in this township at every visit. So 1881, that snake, that big black snake was down there coming out of the round top. Yeah. Right. Imagine that, a 15-foot black snake. That's a big snake. That's a, especially a black snake. I mean, it's like two and a half of well, me tall. You know, Right. I wonder about that. Nowadays, you see a snake that's four or five foot, 
People are going to chop its head off. They'll kill it. Oh, yeah, they're deathly afraid. Right. Now, down there, you're talking out in the middle of the fields. There might be one house. That's all it was, his farm then, too. Right? right? Yeah. So maybe these snakes, maybe they do grow that big. We just never let them. You're right. Good point. Well, you know what, too? The farmers always leave the black snake go. They're taking care of the rodents around the farmhouse and everything like that. Absolutely. Right. You're right. You know, we looked, (laughs) sad to say, we looked at, at creatures a lot different then. As, than we do now. Mm-hmm. You know, now we look at it, though, that, you know, they're invading our homes when technically mm-hmm. we've invaded theirs for how long now? And, and that's one of the biggest things. We learned to live with them back then because it was part of nature. Now, yes. now we just destroy what we don't necessarily mm-hmm. well, <laughs> want in our even, homes. You could even go with the serpent, like, biblical. Correct. The serpent being evil, the devil's form. Right. And, I mean... A lot of people put that mentality in. That's why they must die, especially right. if they're of some sort of religion that, you know, yeah. preaches where the devil is a snake. Right. I mean, I, I know a lady that swears if a snake ever comes to her house, she'll move. That's it. If mm-hmm. she goes, I ever find a sign, I'm out of here. The house is cursed. Yeah. So she believes I've never she heard that, that before. She believes that, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you, though. I guess my house is cursed because I remember when I was a kid, we had gardeners all, all inside my garage. <laughs> you know I mean? <laughs> so I'm telling you. So. Well, you got a garage door that opens up. They can, if they get their head in there, they'll slither right That's under. That's what I mean, yeah. you know? But I went around the back of my garage uh, two weeks ago and I was cutting the grass. I was trying to catch it, but it was too fast. It was a small, but a foot and a half long. Yeah. Didn't want to stay still. Got under rocks and he was gone. He's gone. Well, they've been telling me lately up in my neighborhood. Now, again, everybody knows I live up in Susskind. There's a lot of construction going on up in there. And, a lot of uh, hog nose up there, too. A lot of rattlesnakes lately. Uh, rattlesnakes? People, people they're coming been, down further or what? Well, I had her in somebody's driveway and stuff. My neighbor just killed one recently. Wow. Right. Accidental, right? Yeah, accidentally he killed a rattlesnake, right? Yeah. There's uh, supposedly years ago a friend of mine was one of those people that goes and knocks in the rattlesnake roundup, and he right. said one of the biggest rattlesnake dens in the state. And he wouldn't tell me where, other than it's between Pittston Township and Music. Really? He there's said there's rumors up that way. There's said, loads of them. He said there's loads of them in there. It's a big den. Mm-hmm. Now recently they blasted out the whole top of a mountain back there. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. And yeah. uh, FedEx, I think, leveled the whole area along with TJ Maxx did what they did. Oh, back for there. up with this new pasture yeah, road and, and everything. That half, area. That's halfway between Susskind and and. Oh man, Wilson. I hope not. I mean, a lot of people checking their their. <laughs> Yeah. Their basements and, and, yeah. and, and their and their beds. What well, was it years ago when they were doing the uh, montage mount? They still do. They, they have still to, do. They have to run the sandbags down the slides. But yeah. when they were building even the stadium, they were saying there was contractors saying the, the loaders would be yeah, picking up earth the, and there'd yeah. be snakes just falling yeah. on them. There's so many back in that yep. rock yeah. area there. Yeah. But to this day, like you both said, they have to do the uh, snake check on the slides from a montage as the, yeah, uh, the yeah. summer thing opened up there. Yeah, yeah, or snow mountain, whatever it is at this time. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, seriously, uh, most people don't realize that. Like Stan said, they throw that, they throw the sandbag down in case anything's sitting there and they just pick it on. <laughs> knock it off the slide. Yeah. yeah, you have to. What are you going to do? Oh, Can't God send the first forbid. kid down. There's a sacrificial kid. Just slid them down the slide. You're first. Yeah, if we were up there, you guys would send me down the slide, wouldn't you? <laughs> so see Ed. I, I, I can see it now. They'd all be in line. Okay, who wants to get in free? And here's what you have to do. Here, take just this stick and go down. <laughs> oh, man. You take the broom and sweep it out on the way down. Can you imagine that? Ooh. I'll tell you I what, would be uh, clawing the slide to get back up if I right? saw a rattlesnake just smirking yeah, at me. No, no way. You know they're going to win. I think, yeah. uh, actually, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll, uh, we'll talk about the other half of this. Sounds good. We'll be back. Warning. This program may contain material that is controversial to some listeners. Spontaneous enlightenment may occur. All right, welcome back, Paranormal Science. Believe that. We actually, uh... 
I think we may have a caller coming in, but uh, Stan, if you want to start with that. Yeah, the one that definitely is on the paranormal side. Let's go. Okay, we've all talked about, over the, over the years, we've talked about shadow people, mm-hmm. which we know what that is. It's just a dark figure. Yep. Walks across, flies across, whatever. There's a new one. I, should, I, I don't know if you want to call it new, but another one called the Hat Man. I've heard of that one. I've not, never heard of that before. I don't know either. Yeah, the Hat Man is basically... It's a shadow person, but when mm-hmm. you look at the shadow, it's got some type of a hat on it. Be it a top hat, cabbie hat, something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And it's the difference. Now, I don't know if it uh, behaves any different, if it does anything different. Well, But if you have a shadow in your house and it's wandering around with a hat on, then you've got a, a hat man. Yes, I've it, never heard that before. Yeah, We've had occasion of that in my residence, the hat man. Oh, that's man. right. Mm-hmm. That's my right. son and his girl happened to be, you know, one late evening, they... Actually, well, she actually screams a lot. Woke my wife and I up from our sleep. Thought it was horseplay going on, and here it was. They saw the hat man shadow in our kitchen area. So they did see something with a hat. Yes. How about that? Yep. Hmm. And that was about eh, probably about three years ago. I know my grandson wasn't born yet, so it was about three years ago. Well, isn't that something? How many different things? I mean, you've got hat man, you've got the black shadow, you've got the men in black, you've got black-eyed children. Mm-hmm. I mean, the common denominator is black. Right, exactly. Black eyes, black, you know, black shadows, whatever it may be, you know. And in fact, you know, I think my son saw that shadow. I asked you, and you were the one that related to me at that time, that the color of the shadow... Isn't necessarily... Doesn't have right. any real significance if it's an evil entity or something right. that's uh, how it presents Hollywood, Hollywood like us to think that if it's dark, it's negative, but that's not true. Yeah. So, yeah, this is... How the energy is coming through. Absolutely, right. And, and not only that, it could be a fourth-dimensional creature entering our third-dimensional world, and that's the only way that our mind picks it up because we can't see in four dimensions. Mm-hmm. So we may see it as a flash or a shadow and stuff. So it's not always a bad thing, per se, that it's dark. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the problem. People look at it, it's dark and automatically assume... Because, well, it's bad. a Hollywood Black effect. Is evil. Hollywood bad. effect. You yeah, know? that's it. Yeah. I mean, Let's get to... I have a ghost in my house, it's bad. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just because of that, and that's not yeah. true. Yeah. We actually have a caller, uh, Joe from Nanakoke. Welcome to the show, Joe. Welcome, Joe. Hello. Hello. First time caller, regular listener. Awesome. Thanks Thank for you. listening, Thank Joe. We appreciate that. Uh, when I was a kid, I remember a man's name. They, his name was Frank Buck, and the, his motto was bring them back alive. Hmm. What he did was went to different countries and brought back animals for circuses. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So whatever country or native village he was in, there was a picture he had. I'm, I'm saying this had to be in the 40s. The late 40s, 50s, maybe, you know, I really can't say. Okay. Okay. But this most most likely probably was an anaconda. Oh, really? Now, the natives had this pig in a bamboo enclosure. Now, this pig was huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had to be, it had to be over 300 pounds. Wow. That's a lot of bacon. Right. Now, once <laughs> this snake went in and he constricted that pig... And he swallowed it. Really? That's a big snake. But there was one thing he couldn't do. Digest it. No. He couldn't get out of the cage. Oh. I mean, he was now big, that pig. big. Right. But the bamboo slats, the, the tubes that, you know, that was made out of it was wide enough for him to get in. But I'll never forget that picture of that snake. That, wow. That Powerful. Big. I mean... In Florida, in the last, I don't know how many years, just the last two years, that they found a white-tailed deer inside of an alligator. I've seen that one, yes. Yeah. Right? And then, uh, what was uh, the alligator? That was about 
that I don't know how big the alligator was, but it, uh, it was already decayed inside of it, and they said it was pretty big for that type of snake. Wow. So you don't know anacondas grow. Oh, I'm not even sure. They're big animals. They get fully. I mean, 20 foot long. I've seen uh, different pictures, you know, different uh, on 44. Uh-huh. That they were trying. There's these man and wife that go whatever country they're in trying to find the biggest. They go and catch them by hand. Huh. Some have, I guess they're... Uh, Zero fear? Uh, <laughs> I ...or whatever, but they have them with those tracking units inside of them. Oh, the satellite tag things. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. So they fly over the helicopter, and they recapture these to see how much more they would have grown, but nothing like that with that the man's name was Frank Buck, and I guess his situation was his motto was bring him back alive. And nice. he'd bring him back here to the States from whatever native country they came right. from. Right, I guess for the circuses and for display. That was yeah. his job, right? Yeah. And, but uh, he wasn't releasing him into our wild, no, though. He no, was doing no. it for a profession. No. For This was just uh, more for, like, the circuses and right. probably Science. animal farms. Right. Awesome. Lots of uh, I remember you had a man on talking about he saw... The wolf-like man, like yeah. in 95? Yes. yes. He was deer hunting? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes. And was, uh, I would want to ever know, like, when I could see, like, the first week of deer season, there's a lot of hunters. But the second week, it sort of cools off. Right. Calms down a little in the woods. Right, and I don't, you know, never, when I heard a story, I don't know if it was wintertime, it had to be in December. Yeah. Because of the season, but if there was snow on the ground, I guess there wasn't. You know, that's a good question. If it was the first or second week of buck season. Right. How active the woods were. Well, he did uh, give me pictures of the footprints. Oh, he did? Okay. So there was was no snow. There was no snow. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But do you recall if that was the first or second week of buck? That I don't recall. That's the thing. I mean, the first week, you know, it, it pressures, but... Oh, yeah, it's hot. You know, later the deer on, are going nuts. The second week already, you know, it, and but, like you said, they're big woods up there. Yes. Oh, they are. Yeah, you're talking 18 miles of nothing. Right. 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 Now, exactly. And plus, plus, also, you know what, though, you know, thinking about it, depending on how they feed, you know, if someone did take a shot at a deer and say it was wounded or it already died, maybe he was going to retrieve the carcass, too. I mean, you know what I mean? Could have been know, a free lunch for mm-hmm. that thing. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so right. kind of like an opportunist, you know? Like but that's over. right. When I was thinking right. about it, opportunist I said, feeder. I really didn't remember him saying, you know, I, I heard the story, and that was a while ago that he was on. Right. It was Sean, right? Sean. Yes. yes. Yeah. And he, I know he said he walked like a good 45 minutes to the place where he was hunting. And the type, you know, the, the, the time of day, he didn't you know, stay or if there was snow, which obviously there was no snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. But, like they say, seeing is believing. That's it. Absolutely. You know what? That little bit of snow is like the first day of buck. Makes everything just light up more. Cause oh, could mm-hmm. you imagine if there was that you know that little bit of snow on the ground and it just popped out even more and more right. detail? That would have been, gets... been perfect. Oh right. God, yeah. Now that being said, you know I hunt in that general area myself. So you know I've, ever since hearing Sean talk about that, I'm looking over my shoulder a little more, uh, you know, often. It mm-hmm. makes you think. Yeah, it does. I mean, could it be there? You know, is it watching hunters in the woods that are in its area, you, its you're, habitat? You're in their home. That's it, and you exactly. won't see them. Mm-hmm. If you don't want, if they don't want you to see them, they're right. they're going to do their best so you don't know they're there. And locally in Natticoke right now, the bears are like on the prowl. Y- you know what? The, the, they're they're, all they're over. active all over. They're yeah. all over because yeah. there is no food. Well, that's just it. There's no acorns falling yet. Mm-hmm. It's still too and hot. We have regulars. We just saw one 
three or four days ago, a younger one that was, must have been thrown out by its mother after they get so big that they have their other young to... To attend to, yeah. Right? So these, the smaller ones, they have to go and start looking for themselves. Mm. But there's also one about, I must say, he's over 300 pounds. Well, that's wow. a biggie. Yeah, he's good size. And there was just one in the, I think it was the Georgetown area. It was in a man's backyard. He called it Sydney, his pet. <laughs> <laughs> and he says he is 600 pound or better. Oof. Wow. And he also did $1,250 worth of damage on his truck, the Jeep, he said. Oh, really? That's a good friend. Yeah. yeah Would he have something in there he wanted, I guess, huh? Hey, with friends like that, who needs enemies, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> well, guys. Well, Keep up the good show. Thank you, Joe. Thank I you. appreciate thanks you listening. listening. Have a good night. Yes, thanks so much. Yeah, whenever I see a bear in the woods when I'm out hunting, and I, I, I feel graced and blessed because they're just that they're elusive rare. animal. Yeah, it's a beautiful animal. It comes by, and you can relate with the Indian heritage. Right. It's the spiritual thing of that bear. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the energy. It's all about the energy. Hey, Joe, before we yes. move on, well, we only have a few minutes left. Let's talk a little bit about Paracon. Everybody should be there. Everybody should be there. I Vance hope so. Tickets are on That's sale. Right. Everybody listening should be there. No. Yeah, um, yeah we have Vance tickets on sale, so mm -hmm. it's $8, uh, $10 at the door, $8, $8 pre-sale. Just go to our website, right. eastcoastparacon.com. Right. Um, we're going to have um, got a bunch of vendors, uh, of course, you know, this, the, the uh, mall, nope. The marketplace, not mall. The marketplace at Steamtown, formerly known mm -hmm. as the mall at Steamtown, mm -hmm. um, is uh, is going to. Um, you know, they're giving us three rooms. Um, we're not sure yet. We may, <laughs> may be having a two close by, one to relocate, but we're going to definitely have three rooms there. And um, it's it's, it's going to be fun. We, I mean, we've grown. My God, if anybody was there last year, it's bigger. Uh, right it's, now, it's bigger. We, it's, we've got over a dozen psychics. Right. We've got probably 15, 20 different teams. Which teams are? Right. Investigation groups, they go out. Right. We have probably close to 30 different vendors. That's awesome. Right. So we're really. So we've we've grown. We've grown, and, and it's 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 because of it's because of our listeners. It's because of our fan base. You know, mm -hmm. and 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 it's it's because of you know East Coast Paracon. I know we've all been out there at one point in time, going to the other Paracons, and you know, beating feet and trying to you know get our contacts out there and that and and. Um, you know, there's something for everyone. There. That's it. I mean, there you, is. We've got lolly, Lila's lollies. Yep. You want candy? You want Outstanding lollipops. lollipops. Oh, and they're for a great homemade, cause. homemade, good cause. Mm -hmm. Awesome price. We've got. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the Back Mountain Crystals. Stone. Yes. Right. Great, great people. They, if you're looking for any type of stone, fossil, crystal, or anything at all like that, gemstones, that's the place to go. They'll have them. Now, are we going to have I those know. essential sprays as well? We are actually. Uh, Urban Post is going to be there Urban with the Post. with the hawk spray. I might add. Yeah. Um, and, and all her, Two her, thumbs her, up. Her, that's right. All her other uh, essential oils and sprays, and, and she not only has that, but she has the sage and the and the pimento and the whole nine yards. I mean, she Did has you say a bunch pimento? of pimento. Pimento. No. I thought you said pimento. Did I? <laughs> I may have. Well, she may have that, too. I don't know. But the uh, <laughs> Might be on the list. She has quite an assortment, <laughs> yes, and that may does. be there. That, yes, that, that could be it. Um, and they are quality made. Now I totally forgot the word I was supposed to say. <laughs> Moving uh, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our good friend Robert Slight Schultz will be there. Pause. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Robert, Robert resident Schultz. ufologist. He'll be there. Right. He's we a, have a couple of other. Tom Conwell, he'll be there. He's another ufologist. He's from MUFON. Yeah, he's from MUFON, right? Yeah. Right. Obviously, yeah, you mentioned Bish, but, mm, excuse me, Bill, Bill Brock. Brock earlier. 
Chris yes. Chesray, our good yeah. friend Chris. Can't Hello, Chris, that. if you're listening tonight, he is a regular listener he is, as well. He is. Yeah. Yes. Called I, in a couple weeks yeah. ago, spoke with me and Stan. J. Jeff Unger, Mark Katrina, of course. Yep. From, uh, Great people. Uh, yep. oh, awesome, awesome. That movie people. was awesome. And uh, it is. They're, they're going to actually uh, do another one, I believe. So Outstanding. Sure we should be, and then we Mary be Barrett will be there. And, um, yep, she'll be doing the hypnosis, right, Stan? Uh, uh, past life regression <laughs> of a special guest. regression, well, ladies and gentlemen. You've heard, stands it, you've heard it done live here on the air. And I'll come see it live. Back That's four, it. Four I out won't of the miss seven it. Lives. Four out of the seven lives we did on the air, she's going to try and get me to have the other three come out on the stage. It's I want to hear them all over again. I'm, I'm sorry. Almost steam town. It's yeah, not yeah, the yeah, steam yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. used to call Well, the marketplace is the steam town. The marketplace. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, that that's definitely the place to be. If anybody wants to know, um, we have a bunch of speakers on two different stages. Um, again, go to www.eastcoastparacon.com, and uh, you'll be able to hear and see all the... Uh, and don't forget wristband. If you have a wristband, go over to the steam uh, trolley museum. Trolley museum. You can get a trolley 20, ride. Twenty percent off with our wristband, but you need to wear the wristband. That's it. Saturday and Sunday. All right. Well, I can hear the music playing, so I want to say uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, thanks for calling in, the first-time callers. Appreciate that. I'm Joe Hawk. I'm Stan Zurich. I'm Ed Mac Daddy Mac Ray. Don't forget to keep the faith and sleep tight. time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.